It's Tony Nash here with Plugged and Unplanned, and I have Isabella Villani, the author of Tran Transform Customer Experience, How to Achieve Customer Success and Create Exceptional CX. That's customer experience. And uh, she's an author, and it's an exciting experience to have a book in my hand, and it's your book. Welcome to Plugged and Unplanned. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Tony. I'm very excited to be here. Pleasure. Um, so you've got this book, and it's obviously it's your area of expertise. Just tell everyone a little bit about CX and customer experience. It's obviously, I mean, the term CX, UX, um, I don't know what, what other Xs there are out there, but there's probably quite a few. Just tell us about CX. Yeah, customer experience is basically defining how an organisation interacts with its customer base. So it looks at the different channels that they communicate, how they communicate and what they communicate. So creating an experience for their customers that's ideally very considered and personalised. When you say that, though, I mean, surely every organisation would want you because that's, I mean, we... we Right from the outset, when I started Booktopia, the one question we always asked was, what do our customers want? And we're very customer-centric. Don't, don't you find that everyone is customer-centric? Or, or I'm, am I the, on the one end of the curve and there's a lot of people that aren't? Talk about that. How, how, what's your experience out in the world? I think that everyone wants to be and hopes to be customer-centric. However, there's a lot of processes, archaic technologies, restrictions based on regulations, for example, that restrict them. But I think as well they get into the mindset that they lose sight of what best customer experience is and they just focus on getting a job done or making sales or if it's a government organisation adhering to whatever their obligations are, they don't actually consider how they're delivering that customer experience. So a lot of the work I do is around customer experience strategy, walking in the shoes of your customers, even knowing who your customers are and what they want. So I think we've become complacent about customer experience and we just assume that customers will come or they will stay. But the market's changing, so it's forcing a lot of organisations to look at that. The other thing about customer experience is it was typically siloed. So customer experience was owned by the marketer in the organisation or the COO that looked after the call centre. It wasn't really um, led at a board or a CEO level. And really, if you want to deliver a great customer experience and transform customer experience, it's organisational-wide. So it's people who are front of house or having that face-to-face -face or one-on-one -on -one interaction with customers, but it's what everyone in the organisation is doing to deliver on customer experience, what technology, what processes. So if you really truly want to be a customer-centric organisation, you have to look at the whole organisation, how you empower your staff, how you deliver technology, how you deliver on your customer promise and measure it so you know what to improve on. So I just don't think a lot of organisations can take that holistic view and that's what I think it really needs. Mm. How did you get to know so much about this? What did you do before? Before I started as a speech pathologist, ironically, years and years ago, and um, I met a guy at a barbecue, and it's in the book, um, and 
I, um, yeah, I was, I love speech pathology and I worked with augmentative and alternative communication. So I looked a lot around how we could help people with disabilities embed themselves into the community. So around when they deinstitutionalized a lot of people with disabilities and met a guy at a barbecue and he said, oh, we're trying to get organizations to do more over the phone, you know, and people are closing down, you know, branches and stores because we're moving to online. So, you know, we're interested in that human interaction over the phone and human computer interaction. So speech recognition technology. So that was, oh, I sound old when I say this and it's recorded. That was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then from that, it's just really developed. So I've been looking at customer experience and different channels and how you deliver a customer experience across those channels for 20 years. So I think it's just happened over time and experience. And I've done a lot of work in consulting as well as in-house, as well as working for a vendor. So I've got that holistic approach of how you really deliver customer experience. So yeah. And I love hearing people's stories. Mm -hmm. So I just learn a lot by listening as well. So when you made that career shift, did you have to retrain yourself? Uh, did you do any more courses around customers or did you simply take a very um, natural and, and, and kind of go on the journey and, uh, of discovery? There weren't any courses on customer experience. So over the years, I've done project management certifications. I'm a Six Sigma black belt um, I've done change management. I've done my Australian Institute of Company Directors course to understand the whole ecosystem. But there isn't, or back then, there wasn't a certified CX course. Um, and I think that customer experience you mentioned before is a bit of a buzzword and it's used broadly. Everyone, this is what I'm finding, claims to be a customer experience professional or expert. But in actual fact, they may have domain expertise in what they're doing. So... There isn't a course out there. I think it's a lot about reading, um, just being naturally inquisitive. So I'm one of these people. I have bank accounts with multiple banks. Um, I travel overseas a lot. And when I travel, I'm always shopping and looking and trying to experience whatever I can. I buy things online, but I also try to support small businesses. So I try to have a look at what's going on and learn about what's happening by reading a lot and hearing people's stories. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when um, when you uh, wrote the book, is it is it a how-to book or is it more of a a deep dive into what you do? What what did you, without giving? I mean, it's not a fictional story. Whether no. I'm not going to ruin by telling the last page who <laughs> yep. murdered who or who who married who and happily yep. ever after. So, but without giving too much away because it's I mean it's a decent size. I'm holding it in my hand, quite thick. Um, lots of you know, as I flick through lots of great chapters and and tables and things to, I guess, deep dive. But how how, how did you kind of put it together? Uh, I decided that it would be a bit of a story. So it's a relatively not too technical read. And I wanted someone to be able to read it, whether they're a small business owner or they worked in a large organisation and they were really focused on improving customer experience. So in there I have a lot of data and statistics, for example, on segmentation 
um, and, you know, where the industry is going and not just the world according to Bella, but, you know, data on, you know, what's happening in the industry and what's going on in the future of customer experience. But I also made it really practical. So if you want to develop a customer experience strategy, there's a chapter on it. You want to do customer journey mapping, there's a chapter on it with templates um, and examples in the book. I've also peppered case studies through the book of stories of customers um, that I've worked with, and I also interviewed CX professionals from around the world, and I asked them some of the key questions I felt was important in customer experience. For example, how did you embed customer experience with your organisation? How would you do it um, in regards to factoring in culture? You can't have a great customer experience without a great employee experience. How do you tie that together? Um, where do I see, where do they see the future of CX going? And also what projects have they delivered or sponsored that have worked well? Why was it a success? And what was a failure? And why was it a failure? And I was astounded. I had 10 amazing professionals sharing their stories and they shared the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm hoping that other people out there can learn from my experience and theirs rather than making those same mistakes themselves so they can quickly catch up to where they need to be with their CX, with their customers. Mm. So was uh, from your um, voyage of discovery, are there any countries that you come across where they they are far outdo all other countries or regions or is it very is it is it more industry like are there industries that do it better? What's what do you see? I see that there are organisations that do it better, but I truly believe it's got to, it has to be leader led. And if you've got a CX focused leader, then you can see how they really do transform customer experience. Um, I feel that in organisation, in, sorry, in countries such as the US, they are large. It's highly competitive. They've got a very good popular, um, a very big population. But those big populations allow for amazing business cases and returns on investments to really take a plunge and try new technologies and deliver great customer experience. So I find that you know the larger organizations tend to be a bit more daring you know the amazons of the world the walmarts because they have that big customer base and they've got to stay ahead of the game so i always watch organizations like that and you know we hear the apple story maybe not so much now but a few years ago apple everyone was talking about the apple experience and apple training you know the disney's of the world um there are organizations that i deli- i think are doing great things in regards to customer experience. However, I think that like every organisation, there's room for improvement. Um, There's appetites, I suppose, in regards to budget, change, how much they're willing to transform and what they're really willing to do. Um, And that really then, I suppose, restricts or enables them to deliver on customer experience. But there has to be an appetite at a board and a C-level to really do something savvy around customer experience and I'm the biggest critic out there like you do probably don't want me walking into a shop or a store I'm always looking and I can pick up things that other people don't see so if from your experience are there any I mean I'm obviously CEO of Booktopia and I've got a great executive is it something that you can learn or does it have to be inherently in that person or can you know? Can someone shift their their mindset quickly, or is it really slow? Or do you find like 
you just simply either got it or you you haven't got it? Um, it's interesting because you would say that if you don't have it, you're never going to have it and you have no hope sort of mindset. But I think some of the the most influential CX champions I've ever worked with within an organisation or mentored are the people who you've had to win over or they've had to really see it to believe it. So I think that there's a mix of people who are intrinsically customer-focused. They really care and they just naturally think about a customer. They're naturally empathetic because I personally think you can't fake empathy on over a phone or in person. You either do or you don't. But in regards to delivering customer experience, I think the biggest thing is people understanding their role, their individual role on how they can deliver on a great customer experience and how they contribute to that rather than them being told, like you go into an organisation and at the sea level, we do great customer experience. Well, what does that mean to you? And you can tell by that superficial elevator pitch language. They don't say, you know, we train and we empower our staff. We embed it in our culture. We have very clear, consistent processes. We do customer journey mapping. We have a lot of reporting and information and data, and we run a voice of the customer program. You know, it's all of those sorts of things that enable people to then have that knowledge, that training, and that empowerment to deliver customer experience. Mm. So is there... Is there a big job to win an organization over or are they very quick to to sign up or to agree to a program? Um, where, where do they have to be in their life cycle? Like if people are listening to this podcast and they're going, well, where, where are we up to? Where am I up to? Mm-hmm. Where is my organization up to? And, and do you need to be at a certain part of a cycle to go, all right, now we're ready to to address this before you know like is there work that a company needs to do to to prep themselves uh we do a cx maturity assessment and we've got ip around that because every every one of our customers are at a different stage of that evolution in regards to customer experience i suppose the biggest thing that, that they all need to have is a willingness to change so you don't get me coming in and consulting with your organisation if you don't if you think you're not going to stir things up. It might be how you deliver on that customer experience. So you're breaking the silos, for example, and you're looking at your operating model or you're looking at what channels that you deliver or you're looking at how you upgrade your technology or integrate your technology to create that seamless and consistent customer experience. So there are organisations that are very, I suppose, immature for lack of a better word. Well, they've got a lot of housekeeping to do or they've got to like get a lot of the foundational stuff sorted before they go and do anything really out there and, and different because they're almost like building on a house of cards. So for those organisations, I feel for them because some of the stuff isn't too sexy to start with. It is having really clear, consistent processes. It's understanding who your customers are and it's having that, which can be quite horrible for them, that awakening of what is the customer experience like for their customers today. And for some of our clients, they cringe when we go, you know, here is an example of what it's like if you're a new customer, for example, and you want to get a home loan and you ring and this is what goes on. And they're often mortified at at exactly the customer experience they're delivering. And they sometimes don't have the data to support that or they've got the data internally, but they're not using that. 
And then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got customers who are well and truly on that CX journey. It's embedded within the organization and they're looking at how can they deliver things better, faster, more consistently. So it's just understanding where an organization is on that continuum and presenting them with the opportunity to change or transform. That is something that they can do, they've got the budget to do, and they're willing to do. Yeah, just on budget, because obviously being a CEO and I get to sign off on the budgets and I get to look at what we spend our money on, do you have a a formula? Do you, do you have any kind of financial modelling that enables companies to kind of sign off on the on the investment in improving your your cx within the like sometimes you do all this work and the customer is happy but then the company is no better off financially so therefore um was it worth it of course it is but then uh, you don't want to just be busy for busy sake You, you actually need to be everyone needs to win for it, for it to be further down. The employees, you talked about the employees before as well, as well, not just so internal customers as well as external customers. Is it is it just a, a cost, like one of those necessary costs that you've got to do, like you pay your taxes, like you do this, or is it is it something that um, is easy to measure? Okay, so in regards to measuring, you need to understand what change you're going to implement and the impact you think that change is going to have. And because organisations are very different, there isn't a magic number or a magic formula. However, if you actually have a view on customer experience, you might want to look at acquisition retention. If you actually think the cost to a business, there's so many costs that people don't think about. So, for example, repeat contacts because there's a broken process. It's not a great customer experience and it's costing you money because every time they're touching your organisation, someone is reacting or something is going on. So there is the cost you can do a cost-benefit analysis, but it's really understanding what initiatives and what are you trying to do, what is the current state, so how is that hurting your business or where is the opportunity in your business to be more successful and then looking at the cost to implement it all. What I find organisations, they tend to lean towards technology and want shiny new balls to solve everything, but they don't realise that there could be some quick wins or some low-hanging fruit that would deliver quite a lot of benefit that's really important to a customer and is something that you think is a no-brainer, but until it's pointed out to them, they don't don't realise. So, and it's also the view. So if you have shareholders that want a regular return, well, that's a very different conversation than, for example, yourself, your CEO, you're here for the long haul. So you want to have a long-term view of impacting customer experience positively. So there often the factors is um, a lot of people, especially when they're feeling pain and they know how much better the customer experience can be for their customers. They have this huge sense of urgency and sometimes things take time to do properly and to actually sustain and embed the change that then makes it worth the while. Mm. So so do you, when you said, and you referred to, you said our and we, how big is your organisation? Um, so we're based in Sydney and Melbourne, and there's around 20 of us. Wow, okay. Yes. That's, that's massive. Yeah. What, what's the company name? Exceed Global. 
There you go, everyone. Exceed Global. I know you're already motivated at the moment to to reach out to um, to Isabella and her company because, well, customer experience. I mean, that's what funds everything. People mm. handing over their money to your organisation to pay for everything. I mean, that's ultimately what it's about. Um, so when when you say our, so that that's quite a big team. What's the what's the current landscape like in terms of demand for you and your company and companies like yours is it is like there's too much demand and not enough supply uh, is that is it really I mean, i'm sure 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago you probably were knocking on doors and telling people about what cx was or is mm-hmm. and today it's more of the buzzword it's more of what um in the in probably talked around in boardrooms and, and strategic days, strategy days. Yeah. What, where, how, how, how overloaded are you? Um, at the moment, I feel like I'm Wonder Woman. Um, the book's been quite successful and I'm doing quite a lot of speaking at conferences and different activities as well. Um, because it has, especially with the Royal Commission and everything that had gone on there and the change that are continually going, um, it is very busy you can always be more busy and you can always hire more people. Um, and we have to deliver great customer experience because we're a CX company and we do recruitment and consulting. So it's making sure that we can be consistently delivering and implementing internally what we suggest our clients implement. So um, a lot of the work that we get is referral-based or ongoing customers who are on a transformational journey and we'll do project by project with mm-hmm. them. Um, to to help them on that journey, so but I think the big yeah the biggest thing is if more people knew about us we'd be far more busy. Um, yeah, it's managing I suppose marketing efforts to then go right. Let's deal with the the demand that we already have. Mm, yeah, interesting. And I've had the business for seven years and it's very different. So when I first started, I left my job and I changed my LinkedIn profile. Um, and the phone rang and that's how it grew. I didn't even have a website for 12 or 18 months when I first started the business because I was so busy I didn't even get around to doing that. I just thought, oh, I want to do CX and I want to start my own company so I can do cool stuff with CX with people who have motivated to really transform customer experience. So I want to work with them. And I know they'll only engage me if they're really willing to go on that journey. Mm. So... So it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> Isn't that impressive? What a great, great way to finish our first session. Very, very inspiring. I think um, you'll be taking a break right now, but transform customer experience. Isabella Villani, and and I think you want to, well, I think I recommend you buy this book and get stuck in because this is where it's all happening right now in the world. So let's call it for, for session one and we'll be back shortly. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.